Welcome to Digital Insider, a podcast series about the digitalization of retail. I am Bernardo Lingruber, and together we'll meet with business leaders, thinkers, and academics to discuss how the business landscape is transforming. Our guest today is Gianna Cardona, Latin America e-commerce manager at Payless Shoe Source. Specialized in international business management, she is an experienced executive in the retail industry with an expertise that ranges from supply chain to retail, fulfillment to omnichannel and e-commerce. Welcome, Diana. Thank you so much, Bernardo. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I've been fortunate enough to follow the work you've been doing at Payless uh, for, about, for about a year, I guess, a year and a half, something like that. And I couldn't be more excited to, you know, go deeper into it today. Uh, so thanks for having the time to be here with us. So Payless doesn't really require an introduction, right? So everyone knows Payless. But I'd like to start with a walk through the Latin American operation you work at. Can you share with us some information about the operation so our listeners can get a better understanding of what it is and what's the size of it, you know, an, an idea? Absolutely. So, well, Payless is a foodware leader company established in 1956, if I'm not wrong, in the U.S. And during um, these decades, Payless serves like millions of customers. Uh, right now, we are in more than 700 physical stores in Central America, South America, Caribbean, and some parts of Asia and Middle East and North Africa. Africa. However, if we took just about Latin, Payless arrived to Latin um, market about 20 years ago with a concept of Payless and Get More. Uh, the vision of Payless and the mission basically was democratizing the fashion to all family with a great product with affordable and fair prices. So to date, Payless is in Latin in um or, or in Latin we have process on, on, on about of 430 stores in 21 markets in Central South American Caribbean. We're very close to open a new market, which is Guyana, that will be our 22nd market so far. And on these uh, countries, on these markets, we have about um, 1,800 employees or associates as, as we define our people. 10% uh, basically uh, are linked to administration um, activities and 90% of on the operation of the stores. Uh, Payless for 2021 is planning to have like um, sales of 350 million dollars uh, for for this region. So that's in general where we are, or and how we are considering that our um, 2021 year will be closing. Wow! And 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 you, when we say Latam, you you we say South America and Central America, right? Central America, South America, and the Caribbean. Okay, got it, got it. Mm -hmm. Good, good to know. So with more than a decade working at Payless, you have probably witnessed uh, the, the birth of e-commerce there, right? So do you remember what prompted the organization to start an e-commerce business? Can you tell us a bit about those early e-commerce days? Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, considering uh, Payless as, um, as an entity in the U.S., maybe about five or 
or six years ago, uh, Pales in Latin started like the, those first um, steps. However, in Latin, we had a very uh, shy, um, let's say, testing by 2018, when we tried to see, okay, how will the e-commerce business work in Latin? But for sure, when we, um, when we welcomed our CEO in late 2019, so we knew that Payload was going to have a clear strategy on e-commerce, especially for Latin. But of course, <laughs> we just were surprised with the COVID situation in 2020. And of course, that I mean, the plan that that that, that the CEO was, was was bringing to the company, of course, like changed on the velocity and the priorities the priority of, of this um business but yeah we can i call ourselves as a newborn baby and of course we are on those first stages of the process got it and and what what do you how would you uh, characterize this this first stages like what are the main focus on Payless, you know, how, how have you decided to start this, this digital transformation journey? Well, let's say that because of the COVID, we try, we, we needed to start um, providing the different markets and the markets where we have like more presence and that were more relevant with solutions. So basically our strategy was to, to start implementing um, our dot-com business for those big um, markets where we needed to, to reinforce the presence of a digital channel besides the brick and mortar channel. So, so far, we are going to the eighth market on Latin. So far, we are not, um, we haven't had the opportunity to go to the first market on Caribbean, but it's part of the plan. But we are being, you know, like, um, I can say that running, because we have a going with, we are going with a very uh, important velocity, we are going with a speed to implement all the processes on the, these markets. Um, apparently, if we say or LATAM could be easy to, to just think that maybe could be a copy paste, but it is not because each of our countries is completely different to, to another. Maybe some of them, especially in regions, let's say the Andean region on, on South America or in Central America, some countries may have some um, um, similar facts. However, each country is a different word for us. So we have to. I mean, we have faced that. Maybe we were considering that we could uh, standardize more processes, but when we are going uh, directly to the operation, we know that there are some challenges, specifically country by country, that, that we have to, to consider. Mm, got it. And uh, talking about challenges, uh, I guess what, what it would be very uh, informative, you know, to understand a little bit on, on, on Payless side, what are the main challenges of entering the e-commerce space? You know, maybe these vary from, from region to region, as you just mentioned, uh, but they can also range from, you know, from cultural challenges to operational challenges to commercial challenges. So can you share a little bit like what, what you know, you are going through in, the, in, in this introduction of e-commerce? Sure. When you mention cultural challenges, of course, is a very important uh, group 
uh, here to consider because we have challenges on the cultural side, not only as a customer from the customer side, but also from the organizational side. So if we consider the customer side, um, LATAM, and especially some countries have um, like, or we've found a very conservative customer when the, um, considering the digital channels as trust channels are still, I mean, we, we still need to to run or, or to, to walk through, through this path of getting to that point. So the trust, the, the, the um, trusting, um, fact here is very important as customer because they still think okay i'm going to pay for something that i'm not I, i'm not sure if i'm going to receive or not um so let's say cultural from that uh, uh, customer perspective from our organizational or uh, perspective is also to change the vision that we are not a competence um, there is no competition between channels. We are just like linking and going through this omnichannel vision that the company is having. So we found like a crucial cultural um, challenges here, of course, from the operational side, of course, integrating our inventory and our systems to uh, support the different channels, to talk to the customer in, in the same language, let's say, to serve the customer with the same um, promise of service that we have, of course, is also a challenge. And um, well, in terms of region, I can tell you that we found a lot of differences between countries to countries, even within Latin and Caribbean. So one important thing here and one important difference is the access to bank products. The internet users is still also a challenge. And of course, another important thing, and it's linked basically to the bank products, is the percentage that are going through a process, let's say for a first time, of having making an online purchase or paying bills online. So of course, like it's part of, of, of this education or the customers losing this fear to go through this channel. And of course, the main challenge for our specific category is that the customer usually goes to a store to test the product in size on materials. Yeah, but we are and the here. shoe industry has that as a core, right? Especially, and Payless started uh, with that concept very present in the brand, right? Uh, that, that you could go there, walk mm -hmm. on the corridors, pick a shoe and, and test Correct. it. Correct. So. Absolutely. So we have all our foodware, I mean, open to, to all our customers. You, could, you can go to one of our stores and you can just pick whatever you want to you, you want to try and and i mean you, you can you can even have like a self-service um process in our store uh, or path in our stores but but here that's a, a very important challenge so of course we have to produce more content to try to 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 link to, to get linked to our customers with information that provides like that um Again, it, it's all about trust, so that 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 they can feel it secure on that an easy process, a secure process that they can do returns and exchanges. How the process will be. So I think that basically related to the general LATAM challenges plus our our category challenges, 
the ones that I mentioned are maybe the most uh, relevant to us. Yeah. Well, one thing I can say for sure is that it's very challenging. <laughs> It is. <laughs> right? uh, And one, that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So one thing that's that uh, that stuck with me while while you were we were uh, speaking was uh, that a lot of factors are kind of geopolitical factors, right? Like internet access or banking access, you know, this kind of thing. Um, and, and, it's, and it's really very interesting uh, seeing these uh, factors directly related to an e-commerce or retail, online retail operation, right? Um, it's, it's off, I don't know, I think you probably do this calculation um, very often, and especially you who deal with, with many different markets, right? But uh, it's 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 very good to you know to 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 see how to use this kind of data, right? Or how to evaluate right. it when looking at you know e-commerce, retail, and and so on. Right. Um, and also partner with with um, different um, let's say um, vendors of different categories. Mm. So in Latin, I can tell you that doing this partnership with uh, platforms or solutions that are um, working through these uh, challenges important, let's say, like electronic wallets, like non-traditional payment methods. And that's something that we are being part partnering because we have to continue growing together. Because actually, I can tell you, if, if, if it just, let's say, if, if you just have... Um, a payment method in one country that is credit or debit cards when there's just the four percent of the population that has access to banks or a credit card i mean <laughs> the conclusion yeah. is there we yeah, are yeah. not reaching 95 of the customers so yeah it's an important challenge that we have to partner a lot with different uh, sectors on the um, on the um, on the e-commerce environment Yeah, and and one thing that's uh, another thing actually, right? That uh, that I think is worth mentioning is that uh, Latin America has been uh, a center of innovation in technology. That's for sure, but especially in the banking sector, right? So a lot of digital banks, a lot of uh, uh, payment methods, a lot lots of ways to get around this. Uh, not only to get around right the, the lack of internet access or the lack of, of trust in digital transactions, but also to meet customers uh, halfway, right? So, um, what are the practical um, things that you guys been doing to you know to address this? Par uh, you just mentioned partnering, you know, with with different companies, but I guess more objectively, like. You know, uh, having for I, I'll give an example. I don't know if that's <laughs> the case for Payless, but having installments, you know, in payments. I think that I, this is something mm -hmm. very common in, across Latam, right? Uh, or accepting cash, you know, or or, or uh, in Brazil we have something called boleto, which I don't I don't know if there's transitions for that. But uh, what are the 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 these you know practical implementations or you know, solutions that you found or or, te or are testing to meet your customers halfway? 
a couple of them that the, that that you has just mentioned. Yeah. So okay. yeah. sorry, sorry, anticipating that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's very good. <laughs> it's, it's very good because you you can tell that I'm telling you the truth. Nice, <laughs> okay. Nice. So cash and delivery is something that we have been implementing. So and and it has like pros and cons. So of course pros because you can have like a different payment to pay cash to the customer when the product is being delivered to the to the um, to the final destination. But a con for, for the, let's say the commerce, the, the retail part is that maybe sometimes the customer is still, I mean, not clear enough on the, on the, on the process. So when they receive it, maybe they, oh no, I changed my mind. So that's something that we have to consider because between the solution for the customer or providing a, a cash solution, but of course the extra costs that, that, that will represent to the brand. So it has to be, it's been implemented in some countries, let's say when the customer is more open to this, and maybe there is more um, um, formality on respecting the, that transaction. And, and again, within LATAM, we can find cultures that are not that um, formal, like uh, to to or, or more uh, open to, to to follow these agreements, and some others that there that that there are. So we are uh, considering the cash and delivery. Another, of course, the installment is something very 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 key. Uh, because in some countries, the, even the, the, the bank or the credit card provides you the possibility to just um, pay in 36 installments or something like that. But it depends on the country. There are some other countries when, where, where that concept is not very common. But the banks, together with the banks, they, we are also implemented but like the possibility for installments. There are some other... Uh, Mm, payment methodologies that are being developing and uh, it's like a credit systems so we can have we can find partners when that those partners are the ones that provide a credit to the final customers but we partner with them and that's like another uh, payment methodology so what can the customer um, do they can pay directly with um cash recollection point let's say like a drugstore like a supermarket like a gas station or something like that or a lotto a uh, point and uh, they can pay for those um let's say for for their credit or they can also go to our stores and pay for that and that's very i mean that's also good for us because they are returning again they maybe have like a credit they already accepted that they are not um, used uh, in a hundred percent and they can go and see for another product and they can, I mean, so we are connecting like not only the e-commerce channels or the, 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 the virtual channels, but also the, the brick and mortar. So um, yeah, I think that in general in this market, um, uh, all the ecosystem has to be very um, creative on providing that possibility for the customers that don't have or don't want to have um, a banked product or a, I mean or, or just people that that feels much better because they are not providing information so I just have a code I go, go to a point pay cash and that's it so day to day and I can tell you today specifically, uh, we have been talking in El Salvador about the crypto 
crypto mm. transactions. Right. <laughs> so we have to learn fast, and this is um, this is a field that is being uh, growing uh, so fast and having a lot of changes. A very a very um, short term changes. So we have to always be uh, open to adapt all the changes that are happening on markets. I'm pretty aware that in the beginning, Star Associates at Payless were very reluctant to get involved with online sales. And I guess this is something all retailers have to go through, you know, to, to be successful in the end with digital transformation. And, and you know way better than me that when you uh, implement a digital operation, especially an omnichannel one, which is, you know, Payless case, Basically everything in the store it, for the for the routines of store associates has has to change, right? Their priorities in certain hours, the the, the doing the fulfillment in some cases, um, you know, maybe even goals and 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 their relationship with with sales, right? So can you talk about your experience with with the store associates and how did you turn them from detractors to promoters of of the strategy? It's very nice to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this year that has been a process that I'm really happy because, you know, I think that the key here is to make them part of this. So first of all, making sure that it's, I mean, it's just adding to their sales because of course the fulfillment is happening on the stores. So basically they are the the, the, the operators of this e-commerce so making the them part like being educated on the process open the door to to participate to provide suggestions that's very important i think that maybe when you don't know when you don't understand how i mean which is the the field that you are getting into maybe you become like reluctant to that mm -hmm. but providing more information a clear a clarity on the process about where we are willing to go and again opening the door to provide suggestions and to even criticize maybe some some process mm -hmm. and 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 yes and, and to participate I, I think that that facilitate that's facilitating a lot of course <laughs> right now a lot of people is willing to 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 provide ideas to to support the process and that's good not not everything is been doable of course yeah. uh, not all the ideas are, are doable but most of them they are so I think that that's um the first or, or the more most important uh, change that we've seen during this year on these markets with mm. these associates amazing yeah we, we something that that's very practical that we see companies doing a lot is also kind of paying for star associates to uh you know the the commission for online orders mm -hmm. they fulfill same way if someone just walked in and purchased okay. with them Uh, is this uh, uh, something you do as well at Payless? Yes, it's something we do. Okay. And that was uh, something coming from our CEO uh, perspective as well. Because basically, yeah, it's it's like a sale. Maybe, I mean, if they are not given the 100% on attending an order, mm -hmm. anyway, we're going to be, I mean, we're, we're having a, a, a terrible... Um, a, a, a terrible experience for our customers so of course on their hands it's the most of one of the most important part of the process 
Amazing, amazing. Yeah, they, they are your best allies, right, to optimize the the operation. Makes total sense. So maybe we can expand this this question a bit beyond omnichannel. And, and looking back now, you know, one year and, and something in the process, what are the main learnings uh, Payless derived from this huge, you know, digital transformation? Well, key learnings, I guess, that internally getting aligned because we were one company. And of course, with all these changes, there's a lot of challenges we have to consider. Getting aligned on product, getting aligned on marketing, getting aligned on processes, as we mentioned. So getting aligned, that's something that is still is difficult. And of course, we've, we've gone through a very <laughs> important year because there's a lot of challenges on market because of this pandemic because of course has not finalized i mean we're still <laughs> having a lot of changes and, and, and a lot of challenges within within our our market so it's been challenged even more it's been challenging even more to get aligned to the different process between the digital commerce and our physical commerce but um yeah it's like to understand that we cannot only think about the physical stores. Having processes aligned between channels will facilitate all these last minute changes that we are that we didn't see before uh, the COVID situation, before pandemic, we could plan in a you know in a in a longer term right now we cannot plan that much so i think that internally here the getting line and standardizing process is very important and that's something that maybe you don't understand how important it is to react easily to the very common uh, changes on markets our vision is to continue uh, promoting the omnichannel vision in the company for us we are willing to have the same experience uh, from for a customer no matter which is the the channel that they are contacting us having information right now opening digital digital channels open the door to the customers to get more information maybe they want to getting getting informed about some product uh, but at the end they go to the physical store and buy it and well that's good but we have also to consider that we have to be very informative that we have to um, have all their responses on hand for the customer uh, if they are willing to have i don't know like an exchange a warranty or something we have to make sure that we are prepared in all the different channels to attend and have a great experience so there's there's a lot a lot of things that we still need to do but i think that during these uh first months uh, i have an adapt that we've done achieve a, a, a very important milestones amazing yeah and it's a never-ending process right so there's a, yes. always something new Absolutely. always something to fix so learnings will keep keep coming one thing I, I really want out of this podcast is, you know, delivering practical, practical lessons, you know, and understanding tactical things from, you know, from the e-commerce world uh, to other leaders. And I would really love to understand if you're in your working routine, you have a framework or a way to avoid losing track of what really matters to you or, you know, to ensure the alignment between strategy and operations. You, you just mentioned that alignment is a key thing for you. So, mm -hmm. what, you know, in, in, 
day-to-day life, what are the, the, the key things for you to, to keep track of? Well, I think communication. Mm-hmm. So something that, that we used to do in our team is to always be in front of, um, of course, we have people that is uh, focused on some specific activities. But in general, we try to be everybody aware about what are we going through. Because I think that sometimes you find that someone is doing something that uh, that, that, that it, it helps to your process or it helps to, to, to the jobs that you're doing. So and, and, and sometimes we are just like uh, doing and doing and doing and working and trying to go so fast that maybe we become more um, operative than in strategics. So I think that having that communication is very key to, I mean, to keep on the strategic point of, of the business. So everybody can be tracking something that, that we used to do is having shared files that when we track what we are doing, if there's something new, of course, we can get to um, right now, you know, with all these uh, Zoom themes of, and, 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 and all these um, tools, communication tools is easier. But of course, having like shared information is, is good. Um, and again, always open it because, you know, we are so new that everybody's looking for different things on different um, specific markets. So opening the door, and of course, our team is located in different places. So we are not only located in, in let's say, in Colombia. We have also people that are located in, in Costa Rica. We're also located in, in Ecuador. And so, so of course, having the, the, this opportunity to open, like, how the business is going in, in different markets. But but going back to the to the key thing, which is something that is very good, but of course is very time demanding, is that is having a um, tracking our conversation, tracking our tasks, tracking our um, our developments, tracking um, yeah, tracking what what we are doing and how can that impact different uh, team members of course right now we are evaluating a lot of projects so uh, also not not closing the door because okay i already give, let me give you an example okay i already have a good solution for payment methods in this country no you always have to be open to continue uh, listening to the um, to the market um to the market um, actors. Uh, so there is something that this ecosystem is changing that much very fast that you are always having to have a, a, an open door to listening what's taking place, which other solution is just new that maybe you can adapt or so what can be considered in the short term, on the middle term and in the long term. So it is good. It is good because you are more connected to people, but of course, it's more challenging because it's time consuming. But you cannot just lose the, the, the focus. Maybe having a clear plan on on which are our main, um, let's say, priorities, it's important because everything can uh, it can can support your your plans but but not losing the the, the priorities so it's like a puzzle you know yeah. you have to be playing with a puzzle uh, without uh, losing the focus on on the priorities that as a business and as a company we have amazing amazing and i love it because in the end even the most complex projects complex implementations complex stuff 
always come down to the simplest of the things like communication, as you just mm -hmm. said, right? So it's, uh, I love it. Um, yeah, communication and planning, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one, one, Final thing to address, uh, I, and I think this one is always, you know, a bit can be a bit harder, but it's always very formative. So, from your experience, and it's a it's a good one and big one, what advice would you give to make digital transformation a smoother process for companies that are going through it right now? Well, first of all, understand the market. I mean, before doing some important steps on, or, or executing, uh, I will take the time to understand the, the field that you are willing to enter. Um, like to understand which is your playground. Because as I told you, uh, between markets, there are a lot of differences. So maybe you think that you can have a good performance with the same tools that maybe you are implementing in some other market. Or you're like a company that maybe you are doing a benchmark. I mean, they can have some things that, that maybe doesn't work exactly for you. So I think that doing that research initially is very important to understand which are the main challenges. So then after that, of course, like um, here, I, I, I will never um, stop saying that getting that connection to the customer is very important. So I will say that having a clear content and uh, having an intuitive mm -hmm. in, intuitive is yeah. that the word in English? Yeah. okay like an intuitive process is very important i mean not only that you think that the process is clear enough for, for your customers i mean i think that here or at least one of, of my perspectives is that anyone can take a look to my places and understand a clear process to give security to have information, to have, uh, let's say, educational um, pills that they can access in, in any time of the process. The customer service here for me is very, very important. So because at the time that you are opening a new channel to the customer, you have to be very prepared on providing all the different uh, solutions or answers to their questions. So I think that is not, um, sometimes the companies say, okay, let's, let's jump into the ground and then we can provide all these processes. No, I think that maybe we need to, to consider that because I think that sometimes, and especially in this, on this market, that, as we talked before, um, are still conservative on the, on the traditional uh, purchasing methods. So I think that once a customer is willing to give you a chance, to prove this process is very difficult to return again with a second chance. I think so that you have to be prepared to prepare. If the customer is going to you and going through this path, they have to be clear that they receive all the support and have a very clear process. So I think that I will say that, that I will think much more from the customer perspective. And that will be my, my suggestion as well. Not, not, not always considering like to implement processes according to the company that shouldn't be that should be connected and, and with a very relevant importance from the customer's perspective and the customer perspective in each country again is totally is completely different to the country next door 
let's see. Yeah, and I guess you are one of the most qualified people to to state that, you know, because <laughs> Latam is such a diversity of of cultures, people, you know, and and everything. That's uh, that's so true, and and it's brilliant. You've been doing such a brilliant work there, um, Diana. Just wanted to highlight Thanks. that because I'm a true fan. I'm a true fan. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for being with us. I always learn a lot with you. It's like it's always a huge pleasure uh, talking to you. And as, as I said before, I'm a huge fan. So thank you, thank you for being with us today on Digital Insider. Thank you so much, Bernardo. It's always also a pleasure to, to, to talk to you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for listening to Digital Insider, a podcast by Vitex. Thank you to our guest, Diana Cardona, and to our host, Bernardo Langruber. Keep listening to Digital Insider on your favorite streaming platforms and on our website, digitalinsider.com.